be the you at home and swipe the ball that was signed by Babe Ruth. And you brought it out here and actually played with it and actually played with it? Yeah! Are you one of those people that has to know how much the Babe Ruth ball is actually worth? I was going to bring it back, but it was signed by Babe Ruth! Yeah, you keep telling me that. Who is she? We'll keep it right here because today is your lucky day. The Sultan of Blood. King of Crash. The Colossus of Cloud. The Colossus of Cloud. It's time for Sports Collecting with Tom Morgan, sponsored by ERC Delivery and Huggins and Scott Auctions. The Great Bambino! Good morning, everybody. I'm Tom Morgan with Vince Clemani of ERC Delivery, Bill Huggins of Huggins and Scott Auctions, and our producer, Eric Ostrowski. We're on every Saturday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. Central Time, talking about collectibles mainly sports collectibles but if you have anything you think might be valuable could be comic books could be coins could be any type of collectible give us a call 312-332-3776 if you think it has a chance to go in a huggins and scott auction we'll let you know if we think it could and try to give an estimate of what it might sell for if you do have something good. And we're going to talk about the bidding started yesterday, Bill Huggins, at your auction. And, man, I'll tell you, it looks like it's off to a great start. Yeah, no, I was a bunch of bids for, gosh, for about six or eight hours yesterday. It was just one phone call after another. We get a lot of people that call in and bid as well as, bid at home or something. I guess they don't have a computer or something. Oh, really? I didn't realize you had yeah. that. So you had a, did you have new guys signing up, too, or just guys that were already signed and wanted to get their bids in? Both. Both, both huh? You know, oh. yeah. yeah, that's good. But, I couldn't believe how yeah. fast things were going. Like, I checked, I don't know, maybe it was like 1220 to see if the bidding had started it's like oh like (laughs) i couldn't believe how many good bids there were it's off to a great start for instance yeah those those cracker jacks are doing very well i think oh boy they really are it's uh i mean the whole group of them it, it seems like they're doing really well the the highest one the big one is the joe jackson 1915 cracker jack card number 103 that got a PSA one grade. That's at sixty one hundred dollars wow. already. That started off at uh, twelve hundred. The Jeez. bidding. It's at sixty one hundred. It's, it's not even been twenty four wow. hours. It's amazing. Yeah, that's a big card, though. Oh. You know, that's one of those one of those biggies in the collector world, without a doubt. And an Ernie Banks rookie, nineteen fifty four tops, is at four hundred seventy five dollars. I think that was a PSA six. I didn't write that down. This is kind of interesting. I thought this was neat. Chicago area people, older Chicago area people. <laughs> a John Belushi signed notebook page, $220 it's at right now. It's it signed Irene Bon Voyage Comono, <laughs> Saturday Night Live, New York City. First season of SNL was October 11th of 1975 wow. to July 31st of 76. So they had a, That's it was amazing. a long season. They're ready for primetime players. Now, the first guest host, who would you think? George you, Carlin. George, oh, very, I look at that. you. Yeah. You got that. I didn't know that. I, th- yep. I would have thought it was Steve Martin myself. Yeah. And then first cast member hired, who would you think that was? Uh, Bill Murray. Who replaced no, Chevy he Chase. wasn't even on the first year. Oh, this I know, is a first the first season. Year. Yeah, Gilda Radner. 
Gilda Radner was the first Thank cast you. member hired. Rest of cast? Chevy Chase. Yes. Uh, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. John Belushi. Yep. Lorraine Newman. Yes. Um, Look at you. You were Garrett, a fan. Garrett Morris. Garrett Morris. Yep. Yeah. Um, and one yeah. more, a female. Uh, uh, who uh, I don't who did, think got uh, along Jane, with the rest. Ignorant. Yeah. Jane Curtin. Jane Curtin. Yeah. Jane Curtin. I don't think she got along with the rest yeah. of. With the rest those. of the group that much. I love those. My mom didn't let us watch it, but I always try to sneak it in yeah, and watch it. Yeah, it sounds it, like you, yeah. Yeah, you watched plenty. <laughs> that was a great original cast. For when, sure. Listen to some of the uh, other first season guest hosts. I mean, it, it obviously was hot right off the bat. These are just a few of the names. Paul Simon. Wow. Rob Reiner, who was Meathead sure, on All in the Family, and <laughs> his dad was Carl Reiner. You know what he was on? What show he was well, on? Well, he created Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Yep. And he was, so. who was the boss's name? That was him. Bill Huggins, could you help us with this? Alan Brady. Oh, Alan the, Brady. Alan Brady. That was it. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you'd have like an Alan Brady lunchbox, Bill. You don't. Oh, huh? <laughs> well, you know, I don't. I don't know that I've seen one. Of no, those. that would be a good one. <laughs> Some other hosts: Candace Bergen, Richard Pryor, Dick Cavett. Here's one I'd like to see: Desi Arnaz. Really? Yeah. Wow. Desi Arnaz. Mm. That kind of surprised me. That is a I'd like to see how he did yeah. that. You know, I wonder if he was singing and doing that drum sure. that he used the to do on and everything. Yeah. Raquel Welch, Diane Cannon, and and Chris Christofferson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So what a group, huh? Really something else. That was Saturday that Night program. Live, the yep. first season. And it's still rolling. It seems like it goes in... Highs and lows. Absolutely. I don't watch it much anymore. That would actually be one kind of fun to DVR, I guess. Absolutely. Watch it when you feel like watching it. There's if you haven't seen Gilda Radner's stuff, she is just so oh, funny, she was amazing. Good. And she really was really good. Died at too young of an age. Yeah, that's true. Okay, we've got a... Let's see if Lurch is up. Right. He is. <laughs> Superman Todd's on the line. What's up, Superman? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Um, my brother-in-law wanted me to call in. He used to sell cars a lot, and he actually sold, early in his career, he sold Greg Maddox three cars. He's got a 1988 game-used Greg Maddox jersey. He was just kind of curious about, and he wanted to know your thoughts, because uh, he's been thinking about having him sign it, what your thoughts would be on that as well. Well, that wouldn't hurt, but I, he got he was game a used. car dealer. He sold a car to Greg Maddox, and Maddox gave him a jersey? No, he sold three cars to him. Wow. That's pretty neat. Bill Huggins, you would recommend if he could get it signed, getting a, a game-use jersey signed. It doesn't hurt. Well, I, there, there's kind of a twofold thing on that is some people like them signed and some don't yeah, like them signed. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking to sell the thing, I don't know that signed is going to be that much more valuable, hence the fact because he's still alive. But the, the problem is you can't unsign a jersey. Yeah, that's true. And it is, it's a Cubs jersey. Some of the highest price Maddox jerseys, if you look through price, realize I don't even see any Cubs. They're all Braves ones, and they're thousands of dollars. So, I mean, it's very good yeah, the Todd, way it is, Todd, Superman. Yeah, Todd, if he's looking to keep the jersey and he wants it signed, I would get it signed. If he's looking to sell it, maybe not. Yeah, with him, he can go either way sometimes, I guess, but I'll let him know your thoughts. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, sure thing. A couple of Thanks. Cubs uh, later in in Maddox's second uh, 
uh, time with the Cubs sold for about 4500 game worn and that were signed. Actually, one was signed and one wasn't, and they both ended up about 4500 Seems to me you put that in a big old frame and you get him to sign something else and you put that inside the frame as well and you have this nice big frame for a display. Yeah, that would Maybe be that's, nice. Uh, yeah. Pretty good option. Yeah, that's <clears> right. And the name of the framer, who was the name of the framer that can't? Art and Frame Art in and Naperville. Frame. Oh, she does a Agata. great job. She's really nice, too. She's if you need to get things. something yep. framed. I think I bet still if you mention the show, she'd probably give you a 10% discount, Absolutely. too. Yep. If you heard it on the show. <laughs> so, Bill Huggins, when are you going to be at the National? The National's this week, Wednesday through Sunday, correct? In Rosemont? Yeah, we get, we, yeah, we get in Monday. We Tuesday's all about setting up everything. And then... Uh, some friends of mine are taking me to a White Sox game on Tuesday night, I think. and uh, Shouldn't have any trouble getting a ticket. No? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could probably get good seats, I would think. Yeah, I mean, they're they're much more fun to watch, but they're still not exactly... They're getting better attendance, but they're not exactly... It's not like Wrigley Field where, you know, it's packed every game. Yeah. A couple of years from now yeah. it might be, though. So, yeah, it's a good yeah, no, time to spent, see. We spent most of yesterday and... Um, and uh, Thursday pulling items to bring to the show and well I'll tell you you go through and it's like I can't bring everything and then you're like well we had to have cut you know you you didn't quite make it you know (laughs) yeah that's like when I look at the pages stuff on my website with pictures of things that I sent in first off I can't believe all that stuff was at T-Crown because it's usually there for about two hours and then I ship it out you know but it's like wow some really neat stuff uh Honorable so. mentions that didn't quite make the cut, you know, yeah. you have to leave it at home. Now, you're going to take some pictures of that stuff, Bill, where people will be able to see, you know, what your display's like at the National? Yeah. I, you, you mean take pictures and then I guess I can... Like tweet them, them or whatever? Them. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. tweet them if you, if, you, if you email them to me, I'll tweet them for sure. I'll get I'll get Ricky to take a bunch of pictures and he'll he'll eat them, email them to you for sure. Yeah, yeah. that's good because that display should be unbelievable. Now, do you know yeah. what's your table numbers if people are want to see you at at the national? We, yeah, we are booth eight hundred eight. Booth eight hundred eight. Okay, and you have almost right, right, literally right in the first or second row when you walk in the door. You oh, can't miss. Good. Okay. Do you have, like, one piece that you know of that'll be sitting up that people can see, or do you, you don't know how the display will look yet, I guess? Yeah, that, that, you know, we usually bring about, we bring some mannequins, and we put three jerseys on them, and those are the highest things that are sitting on top of our yeah showcases and our safe and everything. But uh, most of the stuff, yeah, it's just in, we have uh, seven big lit-up display cases that'll be full of stuff. Yeah, very cool. You know, I, you were you, you called yesterday. You had uh, that collection that Logan dropped off. I sent in, and and you got that yesterday. What a great family Logan and his mom when they came in, just like the nicest people in the world. And they had, I think it was her father or grandfather, the collection from the early nineteen hundreds. They had Cracker Jacks and like the Babe Ruth National Caramel and a Ty nice. Cobb Caramel. Uh, and Bill, what you were saying that you sent in, how many, like 60 cards out of that collection to get graded or something for the October yeah, auction? There, there, yeah, there was a, there's actually a 1914 Joe Jackson oh. in that collection, which is tougher than the 15 and more valuable. Yeah. The only, gosh, the, there were about, wow. oh, 20 cards or so that somebody had 
ink stamped a little circle on the back of yeah. the cards. And unfortunately, they did that to the Joe Jack. Yeah. Without that, that thing was a $30,000 card easily. Yeah, I wonder what it'll It'll still be good with that, but that's, oh, that's going to yeah. cut it down yeah. some. It's almost like they put, like they were branding <laughs> cattle or something. They put the brand Does the stamp it. say something? Does it no, say anything? It's just, like it's, just, a, it, it's just an O. Yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah it was, it was kind of weird. But, you know, that was also in that collection. There's a group of nine cards where they cut off the bottom border and then cut around the name. You know, and a hundred years ago, why wouldn't you do that if you thought it looked cool? I yep. mean, that's what, yep. that's what kids did. Kind of like somebody so, writing on a card, good man on yeah, a card. Yeah. Yeah, you know anybody a lot who like did that. that, Tom? Yeah, a lot like that. <laughs> but anyway, I think, Bill, those are going to be one lot because I think seven or eight of the nine cards were actually Hall of Famers. Wow. Like one oh, of them, yeah, just about all of them. Yeah. yeah. One of them was Tris Speaker, who, what did they say about his his glove? Eric, do you remember? I, this is a test <laughs> to see, first off, if you guys listen, and second <laughs> off, if you do listen, what type of... Uh, comprehension uh, you have man. like uh, do you keep anything what did no they say? retention for me i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> eric's like who's tris speaker i'd get it he was a, a kicker wasn't he <laughs> i'd get it in a multiple choice but i okay. just can't pull it out of the air now His, he was a center fielder yeah. whose glove was where triples went to die, die. i love right. that yes, saying that i don't know good. i don't know why that, that <laughs> one i love that saying Very eric good. tris speaker you know, you can you can wow your friends at the next party and say, "Hey guys, you know what they said about Tris Speaker's glove?" Everybody's eyes will glaze over, like, uh, "Who?" I'll be the life of the party. Yeah, that's absolutely, right. <laughs> no doubt that's about funny. that. Yeah. Well, I think it's neat. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> all right. The number here is three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you have an item you think is cool. Might be worth putting in a Huggins and Scott auction. Give us a call. We'll try to tell you, give you an estimate of what it might sell for in an auction. Or also, just if it's even worth sending in. Or you can tweet a picture of an item to my attention. T-Crown Tom is my Twitter, my Twitter ID. So here's, a, here's one. we got a little time for this. Joe Lewis signed 1935. $1 bill is at $160. Vincent Eric. One dollar in nineteen thirty-five. What is that equivalent to in value today? I'll say eight dollars. This is prices right where you have to be under and get closest to win this. Seven dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> uh-huh. I'll go seven fifty-one. No, I'll go. I'll go. Um, I'll say it's six bucks now. Oh, you got them by going down lower. Oh, you really? Got them. Really? Yes, it is. Bill, you want to make a guess? One dollar and nine. Did you Oops. say seven dollars? I said seven fifty. Okay. So, so Bill doesn't have much room there. <laughs> no, it's eighteen seventy. Yeah, eighteen seventy-five. Oh my god, wow. eighteen seventy-five. Yeah, eighteen times the value. Wow. Yeah, isn't it since nineteen thirty-five? Now that was in during the depression too. So I don't know what that meant. Yeah. The dollar must have been yeah. down. I would gotcha. guess during that time. As many times as we've done this over five years, you'd think we'd be a little bit more accurate on that. Uh, you know, every time I look one up, I, it's like I never even saw it before. It's like I'm looking up Tris Speaker's glove. Crazy, <laughs> crazy. Or Randy Poffo. Yes. Yeah. Now, Macho Man Savage. That's right. Yes. That's yes. right. Well, both of us couldn't remember the name of that before the show oh yeah what was that name again (laughs) all right well it's time for a short break the number is 312-332-3776 
3-7. Now back to Sports Collecting with Tom Morgan. Sponsored by ERCDelivery.com and Huggins and Scott Auctions on ESPN 1000 and ESPNChicago.com. Welcome back. I'm Tom Morgan with Vince Clemente of ERC Delivery, Bill Huggins of Huggins and Scott Auctions, and Eric Ostrowski, our producer. We're on every Saturday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. Central Time. You can call us 312-332-3776 if you have an item you think might be worth putting in a Huggins and Scott auction. We'll try to give you an estimate of its value and whether it's worth sending to Huggins and Scott or not, for instance, do you have a 1951 Bowman Mickey Mantle rookie card number 253? If you do, that's worth sending to Huggins. <laughs> Here's one, BVG6. It's at $7,500 right now. And a 51 Bowman Mays, Willie Mays, PSA 5 is at $2,800. So if you have those laying around, they're good. Now we've got a couple of callers here. You're right. Jack from Michigan. A Jack. Hey, Tom, how you doing this morning? Should we call you Macho Man? <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, I love to hear that voice. Yeah. So tell us the story, Jack, about Macho Man. Well, I heard you last week's show talking about Randy Poffo, and the one thing I was waiting to hear you include was the fact that he grew up in Downers Grove and actually graduated from Downers Grove North High School. Yeah, that's pretty. I, I hadn't realized that at the time. That's pretty, that's interesting. I, I, so you were in school with them? Well, um, we kind of grew up uh, a year apart in the early 60s, played Little League together. Um, but the interesting part about Randy, and of course his younger Randy, uh, brother Lanny, was that their father, Angelo, was a professional wrestler. And we would see... Angelo, in the early days of the uh, UHF TV, wrestle on TV, and then go to the Little League game later that day or night and see him at the park uh, watching his sons play, which was a very unique experience as a, as a child growing up in the 60s. Yeah. And then um, I think at some point, uh, Angelo went overseas to wrestle, and when uh, the Poffo family came back, Randy was in our class in high school, and so the last three years of high school, Randy was in the class that I was in, uh, class of 71, and um, played some basketball, but mostly he was a baseball player. And uh, I learned just yesterday that he actually went to a tryout after high school, signed with the Cardinals, and played for a couple of years uh, with the Cardinals and one year with the Reds and the Miners before, through I think a combination of factors, injuries being one of them, he decided to... Uh, give up baseball and, and dedicate himself to wrestling by sometime around the mid-70s. So when he was like 11 in Little League, did he hit 400-foot homers? <laughs> <laughs> I, I doubt that, but uh, but he, he was uh, certainly one of the dominant players. Yeah, I can um, imagine. I mean, just getting into the minor leagues. That, that was what brought that up. Uh, last week, I think I saw a Graham Elliott tweet where he had a card that never was, but it showed him either in a Reds or a Cardinals hat. You know, as a prospect, they must have made it later on when he was Macho right. Man and, and made a card of him. There wasn't actually a Topps card, you know, when he was in the minor leagues, but it was pretty neat. And speaking cool. of Graham Elliott, didn't you see, you saw the tweet where he's yeah. going to be at the Topps booth Saturday. next Saturday. Yep. Signing autographs at the Topps booth. Yep. Yeah, but at, at the National at the Topps booth. Week so from today. That'll be interesting if you're a fan. I still, we're watching that uh, family 
food fight show. <laughs> it's actually really good. I really Somehow like I see it. you enjoying that yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's like That's it, cool. It's it's interesting. It always makes me hungry though. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, Jack, thanks for the story. That's great. Okay, thanks, Tom. Great show. Yeah, thank you. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know his uh, his father, Macho Man's father, Angelo, went by the nickname of the Masked Miser oh, as really? he was wrestling. So. Well, the Macho yeah. Man, that was yep. just such a, he yep. was, what a great character For he sure. was. That was a great uh, nickname, great character. Absolutely. Now, he died, I, I I guess he died of a heart attack while driving. I don't think he died from the car accident. I think he had a heart attack, heart attack while he that, was yeah. driving and died, and then yeah. his car That's tragic. Crashed. Yeah, that, and because he, he wasn't that old. So. Nope. Very interesting. Now, before we get to the Price is Right We've got another caller here, Brian from Chicago. Thanks for calling, Brian. What do you have? Hey, guys. Uh, I've got, uh, my father has, actually, a, a pair of 1954 All-Star Game tickets and a program. Um, the back of the, the All-Star Game tickets, one is signed by Mickey Mantle. The other is signed by Whitey Ford. Wow, um, those are good. His aunt and uncle passed away, and they attended that Cleveland game and ran into the two of them on the street following the game. So they're ticket stubs and not full tickets? They are. Uh, as far as I know, they are the ticket stubs. Yeah. yeah. So they are They are the, the back, and they're signed on the back of the tickets. So, Bill Huggins, what do you think? Those, those seem pretty good to me. I would think those would be worth putting in a Huggins and Scott auction. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, they sound very unique. And, uh. I, you know, the you have the program as well as the tickets? Yes, I have the pro, he has the program as well, my father. Yeah, very good. Now, wouldn't you get those slabbed where they authenticate the autographs and maybe grade the ticket stub too, or would you, is that how you would do it, Well, Bill? depending on what they look like, yes. That would be something we would want to investigate because they that, that would certainly make them more valuable. And apparently it was uh, it was before Mickey Mantle developed the swoop in his in his autograph. So I'm not sure if that adds value to it or not. It doesn't but hurt. Yeah, that's an early. Yeah. He, he, he oh yeah, no. Yeah, period. Mantle autographs sell for much more than the ones he signed when he was doing the show circuit. Yeah, so that he must have gotten it uh, right at the time. Then, huh? Do you think he right at the game he got him signed? Yeah, apparently it was immediately after the game they ran into him on the street. Wow, that's really neat. Yeah, very good. We had Whitey Ford as a guest a few times. Great guest, great storyteller on the show. So, really cool guy. That's neat. Great they must combo. have had a fun social life at night. You oh, know, they with did. Going out Those and... guys were big-time friends. And, yeah, yep. they just think they own New York. I mean, they could go wherever they want. And, yeah, they had some good times. But one time, Whitey Ford said some of that got overblown that, you know, they were two of the leading like, he pitched one one of the leading most games started by a pitcher, and Mantle played, right, right. you know, a lot of games. So they went out a lot, but not as much as, you know, not yeah. like every night or anything. But they did have their <laughs> their nights. <laughs> well, thanks for the call, Brian. If you do want to send those in, uh, you could drop them off at Triple Crown in Naperville sometime. We'll send them in for Huggins and Scott auction. Thank you, guys. All right, very cool. I like stuff like that. That's where I was saying... I'd like to see, you know, they do the online tickets now. Why not have up until the time of the game that you can print up a neat picture of the ticket and have a different one where only if you buy a ticket, then you can print one up for yourself or something? That'd be cool. 
That'd be cool. Like, yeah, because I, I miss not having yeah, that. I mean, yeah. I think those make really good collectibles. What I do think you think so of that idea, Bill? Are, are you in on that one? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, yeah, there we there go. go. Yeah. We, we, you know, we'll we all sign concur, them. for yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they could do a different picture sure. for every game, highlight Absolutely. a different guy, maybe a play from a previous game or something, put it on there. It'd be kind of neat, I, I yep. would think. That's my idea for the day. <laughs> the you know, idea uh, of the day. Do you want to hear a really goofy idea that I had? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got an email from an ex-pro football player who they came up with a line of shoes, and, and I don't want to give the details out because I don't have them in front of right. me, but I thought it was kind of neat. They had their shoes with a, a, Chicago, a big Chicago shoe sales place, you know, store. Sure. And I thought, you know, I've had, I used to play basketball a lot, and I've had, I've got like a hip, ankle, back, you know, sort of things. I was like, they need to come up with something where you don't have to bend over to put your socks on. (laughs) (laughs) So... What the, I don't, this of course wouldn't be, I don't know how this would even be possible, but they have those things where you can like, they can loosen and tighten on your own where you press something. This, now, if I did this, it would probably get tightened on my foot and I could never get it off. But wouldn't that be cool if it loosened up, got open so you could just put your foot in. Sure. And then you, go, you hit a thing and it goes, Absolutely. tightens yep. up. and Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'd, sometimes, you know, you get those a back spasm when you're putting on the old socks. It's like, come on, there's got to be a, a better way than you that. You should, like, do a pencil drawing of your idea and send it out on Twitter. Let's <laughs> yeah. see what the fans think. Oh, you know, maybe we can start a, yeah. a new uh, th- Yeah, I don't theory. know. I mean, I suppose you could have a zipper, but then you're still, I don't know. what. I don't know. We were talking about this at T-Crown a couple Saturdays ago, so. You never know what to, what the conversation That's is going right. to lead to. That's right. <laughs> I don't think you're and, wowed and by, <laughs> that, by that idea. <laughs> well, you never know, you know. Yeah. You know, with, I, there's a lot of people that, you know, the old injuries start start you start feeling them more when you get older. <laughs> That's like, I don't know if I, I really, my hips been bothering me. I don't know if I'm going to go to the national because I don't want to walk around yeah. that much, yeah. actually. So I, I'm probably not going to be. But I wish Bill Huggins good luck at the National with the setup. And I'll certainly be there, Bill. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Ah, it's (laughs) Yes, it is. Okay. Now, this is not which ended higher. Oh, we've got Eric. I'm doing this timing. I didn't see there was another call here. Well, Eric can hear this, I think. Instead of doing which ended higher, now that the Huggins and Scott auction bidding has already begun, this is almost an impossible thing to guess. This is which is higher right now. Now, this is as of this morning at like 730. So it could be different now. It could be different. I don't know. But as because the bidding yesterday was hot and heavy. It was it was going. Okay, here's the three items. Okay, I'll give you a clue on. on <laughs> <laughs> okay, the first one is a Pete Rose 1963 Tops rookie card, number 537, graded a PSA 8. The second, his glove were what was where triples went to die. Who was the Tris player? Tris Speaker, yes. 1914 Cracker Jack, PSA 4. Third item. Wilt Chamberlain, 1961-62 Fleer rookie card number eight, 
PSA 7.5. Did you know that Wilt Chamberlain was actually on the Globetrotters for a while? Yeah, I think I, re- I, yeah. I, think I read that somewhere. Yeah, As I was think, Ferguson Jenkins, yes, I believe. Yes, he was. Yep. Bob Gibson yep. might have been also. Yep. And there, this guy, Metalark Lemon and oh, Curly he, Neal. Those guys uh, were, were great. In the 70s yeah. when they came on on Wide World of Sports, it was just like, got to watch it. Yeah. Okay, let's go through them one more time so Eric for sure hears these. Pete Rose, 1963, tops rookie, number 537, PSA 8. And by the way, the bidding just started yesterday at noon. It goes till August 8th, so this is early on. Tris Speaker, 1914, Cracker Jack, PSA 4. And a Wilt Chamberlain, 1961-62, Fleer rookie, number 8. PSA 7.5. They all have bids. Which so, one is um, currently I'm higher? I'm three going in, and I'm going to guess the Tris Speaker glove where, where triples go to die. Okay. Eric? All right. That was the one I wasn't going to choose, so now it leaves Ooh. me 50-50. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> you guys are allowed to pick the same item, just so you know. Now, is that a clue to you, Eric, from or Tom? Is, or am I getting he? in his head? I don't know. <laughs> Bill, what do you think? Am I getting in his head, or is that a clue? Well, Nancy picked the Pete Rose. Okay. All right, there we go. I'll, that that makes my decision. I'll go with the Wilt Chamberlain rookie. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so we'll and have a winner. Yes, we, we will. do have a win to, a winner. And Bill, that was great because Nancy is the winner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the the Tris speaker is at one thousand. Wilt Chamberlain, fifteen hundred. And the Pete Rose, 2000. Wow. So, Eric, were you going to do the Pete Rose and then you switched? When... I was really 50-50. Okay. So, like, that helped me right. go in the wrong direction. That helped you lose. Still yes. minus three. But I'm <laughs> yeah. curious which one is going to end higher. And so, yeah. I think the Tris speaker's got a shot. Oh, it does. Yep. Yeah, it, it does. Or it doesn't. Well, we'll see, won't we? <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> Without a doubt. And Bill from Chicago's on the line. Welcome to the show, Bill. Right. What's up? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good. Morning. Um, I've got a football. There's probably a lot out there, but I just thought it was unique the way I got it. It's a football signed by uh, Erlacher, Singletary, and Butkus. Oh, that, that's a great trio. You do see those around. It seemed, but that's a great trio, without a doubt. Well, the thing about the thing about it that I thought was pretty funny was I was up at an auction up in Wisconsin. I don't know, five ten years ago, and this thing was up for auction. And since everybody up there was a Green Bay fan. Nobody bid on it, no. so I ended up being I ended up being the only bidder, and I got the football for five dollars. Are you kidding get me? Out of here. Come no. on, wow. Packer fans! That, that's that, that's just, <laughs> uh, that's unbelievable. No, yeah, so I, I was you, just curious. I figured it's probably a good investment. Do you think they? Is it authenticated? Maybe Joe Schmo Packer fan actually made the three signatures, <laughs> and that's why nobody wanted to bid on it. I don't know. No, it's 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 got enough authenticity on it. Okay, so, uh, it's Butkus, Erlacher, and Singletary. So right. they're all really good signatures. Very nicely done too. Yeah, on an official football. Uh, you know, I have to go down the basement. I believe it is. Yeah, um, I, well, I, I would that, think I if, so. if it's official, wouldn't you think maybe two fifty three hundred bills somewhere in that range? Oh, I would say for sure, yeah, especially yeah. in the Chicago area. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely an item that Not would be... the Green Bay area. Though. No, don't yeah. sell that at a bar in Green Bay. It wouldn't last through the first Saturday night. It'd you be might not last in, the in a bar in, in Green Bay on a Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, right. Thanks for the call, Bill. Well, it's time for a short break. The number is 312-332-3776. We're on till 8. Hang in there. We'll be right back.
Now back to Sports Collecting with Tom Morgan. Welcome back. I'm Tom Morgan with Vince Clemente of ERC Delivery, Bill Huggins of Huggins and Scott Auctions, and our producer, Eric Ostrowski. We're on 7 to 8 every Saturday morning on ESPN Radio and also on the ESPN app. If you're out of the state and you know driving through and thinking, hey, I want to listen to that some other Saturday, you can hear it on the ESPN app. Anybody can. Sure. Anywhere, wherever you are. Now, we're talking about some of the items in the current Huggins and Scott auction. Bidding started yesterday at noon, and a lot of things have have moved quickly. Uh, Auction ends August 8th. But here's an item. It's not only items that are 50 to 100 years old. Here's a Tom Brady, although sometimes it seems like he's been in the league 50 to 100 years. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Brady, BGS 10. 2000 Bowman Chrome rookie. So it's a it's not a black label. It has 310s and 195. I think the edges got a 95, but it's still a 10. That's at $2000 already nice. the bidding on that card. Very nice. It's amazing. You know, those cards when they first came out, they were just like nothing, $20 yep. cards. Yep. I hope he continues on. I hope he has a great season this year and keeps going until he just falls over. I yeah. just think it's a great story. It seems story. like that's his plan. Yeah, he's 42 years old, and he still has As long that drive. as he's still effective, Absolutely. he does it. Yep. He seems to get just as excited when they win as he always did. Yep. Bill, I got a call uh, during the week again from that out-of-state uh, listener who he wants to meet at T-Crown. He's got a collection. He said he thought he could get there. He's got to pick things up in Peoria, and then I think late August, early September. Is that enough time if he has items that need to be graded for the October auction? Is or How much time do you usually need for grading? Well, that that's a gigantic question, Mark. Um, that's just one thing out of our control, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, no, late August, early September, we, you should be fine. And have a chance, and if it if they're late coming back from... Yeah, I guess we just let the the... Consigner know that if they're late coming back, then you could run them in the next auction, right? Yeah, um, you know. Although the, the, I understand their turnaround time has been getting a little better. There for a while, about six months to a year ago, it was running forty-five to sixty days or more. And now I think they're back closer to the thirty-day turnaround. Now, are you talking about PSA or SGC or yeah, both PSA, PSA, yeah, both, yeah. Yeah. What do you think yeah. about all the? Uh, that trimming scandal thing with PSA, do you, does that have people been talking about that when they're sending things in? Like, uh, uh, any, are you hearing anything at all about it? Well, not really. I mean, uh, I think it's more of a we got to wait and see what the whole verdict is here that comes out. That yeah, what was really done and what was, you know, how rumors can spread pretty oh, quickly. Boy, that's and, for sure. You know, no, nobody wants to hear good news. They only want to hear bad news. Yeah, so. bad news does travel quickly. It does. There's no doubt yeah. about it. To me, though, if it turns out it is legitimate, obviously the online company, there's problems with it. But then to me, the the per, the if you have a company that has a scandal like that, the person at the top has to... Yep. has to be responsible. And I think you need a new person at the top then for... And then that they're going to guarantee that they keep stuff like that from happening. I don't know. That's the way I look at it. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, like no, you if say, it's on, if it's on your watch, you're responsible. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. So I mean, and if you if you want to have 
people right. still trusting use them. I like to me, I'm still going to use them because I remember the days before grading companies and the things people used to bring in that were clearly would be tampered with. And, and it's just like, at least there's another, an independent company that you have that can look at things. So I'm still using them, but I don't want to use them if they're doing this and don't care. You know yeah. what I mean? So we'll see what happens with you. are right. We got to, all the details have to come out and the final verdict before you can really make a, a complete response on it. So meanwhile, uh, we're still going to be sending things to PSA to get graded. And hopefully this, if something was going on, it's not happening yeah. anymore that they're, they're going to be. Hope it's an isolated incident yeah. where, you know. All the it, more where yes. they're going to be looking out for things. We'll for see sure. what happens. Here's some other items in the Huggins and Scott auction. Bidding began yesterday, goes through August 8th. Andre the Giant signed wrestling broadside. That came through T-Crown. That was pretty neat. That's got a $500 bid. That'll be interesting to see how high that goes. I think it's going to go pretty high. Here's a set I'm working at that I clearly can see that I'll never be as high as number eight on the registry with my set. (laughs) Because this one, 1963 Fleer Baseball they're all PSA 9s, graded, complete set. It's number 8 on the registry. Wow. That's got a $2,500 bid. I think that's going to go up there pretty good. It's going to get up Don't there. you think, Bill? That, that, that's going to be up there, all 9s? Oh, yeah. No, that's a great set. Yeah. It really is. I like that. It's a small enough set that yep. you can make it, and you can pick a one or two up once in a while. Like I just, I just got a PSA 8 in an auction of a common, I forget which one it was that I needed, and I got it for like $11 plus wow. $4 wow. shipping. You can't get it graded yeah. for that. You know what I mean? Now, were you collecting it You know, in 63? Was I, that- no, I, I wasn't, but in when I first opened the store, I had a beautiful set in, and I sold it, and I always kind of regretted yeah. selling it. And I don't know, it was a couple years ago, a guy had a few of the cards, and I picked them up from them to sell and then i was like oh, maybe i'll just make this set and then i thought oh the registry you know <laughs> maybe i'm gonna make them you know, like the the ones that i got weren't that nice and i decided i'm gonna try to do a nice registry set because there's only 67 cards so when'd you start collecting as a kid was that the oh, we, used to, we used to get packs i remember in the early 60s okay We'd, uh, where I really remember getting them, we'd go to my grandma's house, and there was a candy store around one corner. She lived in Aurora. And then there was a, a little grocery store, and then there was a Shagrin's, I think it was called Pharmacy, a few blocks away. And we would walk down there. We'd get like a quarter and get five packs. That's so cool. And next, right next door to them was a kid that was our age that we used to literally, when we'd go there, we'd play baseball with him and a couple other kids like all day long we'd go in the summertime for the day or a couple days or whatever but uh, that's where i really remember getting the most cards was there rather than that's at cool. home yeah but yeah we would put them in a shoe box and, <laughs> and it was fun yeah that's awesome i'd have my cubs you know plastic batting helmet on my dad was a huge cubs fan was hey you were originally a cub fan and yeah. then kind of switched over to the well, south I, side i would watch both of them because jack brickhouse announced both of them so I, you know and i was a huge baseball fan so i'm figure okay jack brickhouse is rooting for the cubs and the Sox. i don't know why my dad only roots for the cubs 
but I'm going to watch whatever baseball game's on, and I'm going to root for both of them. And then when they kind of dumped Ernie Banks and Santo yeah. and Billy Williams and all those guys, I was like, and Richie Allen and Harry Carey came to the Sox, and they were really easy to get to when I was in high school. So then I got more and yeah, more, more excitement on the south side when Dick Allen came over with Harry. Oh, that I mean, was that was something. Yeah. And Harry and then Jimmy Pierce all joined him and Nancy Faust playing the organ. It was, it, that, was a, cool. that was a crazy time in the 70s at Comiskey Park. And uh, Bill's going to be at the new White Sox Park this week. So, Bill, um, if people want to bring to you like a smaller collection, can they drop things off like that to you for like the October auction when you're at the National? Oh, yeah. We'll have, we've got plenty of people already meeting us there to review stuff and take stuff for them for the for the next auction we'll uh we'll have plenty of room to get it all back okay very good so that'll be interesting bill huggins and huggins and scott auctions will be set up at the national in rosemont it runs from it's wednesday it starts later in the day right and then thursday friday saturday sunday full hours yeah uh, that's correct yeah and then Tuesday, you have a setup day where a bunch of dealers are trying to get deals from other dealers when they're setting <laughs> up. Through. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot Negotiation of day. Yes, negotiation there's day. It, That's a good way to call it. Yeah. <laughs> we had flunk day at college. That was kind of like that, I guess. Here's an item, a couple of items in the Huggins and Scott auction. Bidding has already begun. A Hank Aaron, 1954 Tops rookie. Number 128, PSA 3, is at $900. There's a lot of two T206 cards with Carolina Brights backs. That's the 11th hardest backs. These came from the Ian Karras collection. Emil Batch, a PSA 3, and Paul Davidson, a PSA 4. It's at $575. With those backs, who knows? Now, which one of these two players made it into the major leagues. The other one only was a minor league. Okay. Which one do you think? Of the two, uh, name the two. Emil again. Batch and Paul Davidson. Emil Batch, I believe, played major uh, major league baseball. Eric, do you agree or disagree? I like the name Emil Batch, so I'm going with that. Okay, oh, you guys are both right. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he played from 1904 to 1907 with Brooklyn third base outfielder 348 games his 162 game average was average <laughs> 251 three homers 46 rbis and ops plus 97 so slightly below average yeah. 100 is average gotcha. on that cool so yeah I'd, uh, emil batch i would have i would have thought you guys would guess paul davidson seems like his i've heard his <laughs> name before emil batch, emil batch. So, i don't know if i ever heard it yeah i don't know there's a couple nice uh, Michael Jordan autographed items in the current Huggins and Scott auction. There's a autographed red Bulls jersey, upper deck, authenticated hologram, and COA. That's at 575 A Michael Jordan pair of Air Jordan 12 shoes, and the left shoes signed... There's an upper deck authenticated hologram on it, but it also has a JSA certificate. I don't think they had the upper deck certificate, certificate with that, yeah, but the hologram yeah. is still there where you can call upper deck and double check on things like that. That's at $400. A Jackie Robinson 1947 Bond Bread rookie card, 
portrait with a facsimile signature. There's, I think, what are there, Bill, 12 different versions of that card, something like that? Yeah, I think 12 or 14. And, uh, but this is a high-grade one. You don't find them as 5.5 yeah. anymore. Yeah, PSA 5.5, that's at $4,000 already. So that's going to be a big card. Lots of good stuff. Hey, did you see that Tim Duncan is now an assistant coach with the Spurs? Really? Wow. He's one of the guys I need an autographed card of. You know, for I've got my top 50 all-time NBA guys, and then I added 50 more sure. of the really good players. And how I'm making missing? my own top How many are you missing from the... I, I don't even know if I have 100 names on it yet, but I probably have a total of 78, 80 guys signed. But I need a Duncan... I'm hoping Panini now can get him to sign in some of their basketball products because he's being an assistant coach. I mean, he'll be available. Absolutely. I, I thought he had kind of disappeared, and all of a sudden they announce he's an assistant. It's like, oh, good, because he hasn't had autographed cards, I think, I don't know, in maybe over 15 yep. years. But in, he's returned. So Yes, he is. Hopefully they'll lock him up. They get some stuff signed. I have on my T Crown Tom Twitter i or not my Twitter ID, my eBay ID. I'm T Crown Tom <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> a lot of T's. Yeah, in my eBay ID, I have a Baker Mayfield. His stuff is so oh. hot. I put one on. It's a plates and patches green variation rookie autograph patch. Twenty two at twenty five. Very it's nice. at fifty three dollars. There were like twenty watchers the first night. I just put it on. I like to have a few things that are yep. kind of different on eBay while the Nationals going now, on. Cleveland's set up to have a really good year. A lot of weapons, and yeah. I think Baker's the real deal. I we'll think he's see. the real deal. Yeah, I, he looked good last year without yep. a doubt. Yep. Seems like he has good leadership qualities, good arm. He's mobile. So yeah, see what happens. Whenever you get a lot of new guys together, though, you're never sure till they actually yeah. play together. Well, See what happens. The nice with thing that. is Beckham and Landry have a history together. Didn't they play in college together? Or, I think they yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, they both went to LSU. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. that so. is. They were roommates actually at LSU. Yep. They're real friends. Last year, Landry didn't have a very good year, so this could help him having For sure. Beckham. He kind of lobbied to have uh, OBJ come in, so yeah, should be good. That'll be interesting. That for sure will be interesting. One more item that's in uh, Walt Whitman boldly signed cabinet card. With birthday born May 31st, 1819 inscription on it, $1,200. It's the biddings add on that. He was a poet, essayist, and journalist. The photo was taken in 1872, and he died in 1892. So that means he signed it. Really cool signature. You know, it's just fun to look at some of this stuff. Even if you're not going to be a bidder, go to HugginsAndScott.com and look at some of the stuff. A lot of good history. We're at the end of another show now. Uh, Don't forget, following our show, there's a rebroadcast of The Odds Couple. Mike North tweets this. I retweeted it today. He calls it the trifecta of doom. Starts (laughs) at 7 with T-Crown Tom's show with our show. Then at 8, The the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. Followed by Murph and Fred Hubner after that. So no reason to change the channel. Stay right here. And don't forget now, Huggins and Scott, go to HugginsandScott.com. Bidding has begun on their auction. It ends August 8th. And Bill Huggins will be at the National in Rosemont this Wednesday through Sunday. ERC Delivery, Vince Clemeni, he's there 24-7. He never sleeps, yep, never leaves. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm at Triple Crown in Naperville six days a week. So have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening.